Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 20, and I am your host, Cat Wonders. Episode 20. I uh, am really pleased to be here. I guess 19 or, say, episode 21 is not going to feel too different, but I guess 20, it's like an even number. It's a in the tens group. <laughs> when it's 30, I'll be like, oh my god, 30 episodes. Um, okay, I don't know what this outfit is about. I have this gorgeous, cute little dress from Sugar Thrills that I've been staring at in my closet for a while. I've got definitely got a lot of accessories to go with this outfit. I couldn't choose anything but hearts. This is definitely more of a like a Valentine's Day type outfit, but it's not February 14th and I don't care. <laughs> I don't think I pronounced February. February 14th and I haven't even started drinking yet. Uh, no, I think it's super cute. And even though it is rainy and chilly outside, I am still sweating. And I thought, ah, oh, I'm 100% sure that I'm going to be able to wear the sweater that I've been waiting to wear. That's not going to happen. But this outfit needs a little bit of spotlight too, I think. Sugar thrills and all of my like funky jewelry that you see. If you're listening to this podcast, you better whip over to watch the video version on YouTube. This is all from Dolls Kill, the website. So it's kind of the only website that I can find. Uh, really funky, different, playful, dress up, Barbie-esque type stuff. Kind of things that I would have loved when I was like eight years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where your fantasy of becoming an adult and being able to wear things, because I played with Barbies as a kid. You know, one day I wanted to be Barbie, but I think every little girl just wants to dress up, have pretty shoes, pretty dresses, matching sunglasses and jewelry. And um, I'm really fortunate that I have pretty much grown up to be be doing just that <laughs> my own little barbie in my own little mind <laughs> but uh it's super fun and to be honest i really don't go out in public like this like i for patreon i wear a lot of fun funky stuff and i'm thankful that i have like a platform to do this on otherwise nothing in my closet would be worn i would just be collecting this stuff like i mentioned before there is a video version of this podcast on youtube so go to cat wonders on youtube and you can find this podcast episode 20 and you can see my outfit definitely a valentine's day vibe but you know what? I just want to spread the love and I, the love I feel for you, my viewers. And um, this is also a representation of how I feel about you. <laughs> I said that like in three different ways, but I just think it's so cute. And I love it. And my hair is going to go flat any minute. So just take it all in. I uh, curled my hair with a side part for the first time in a long time. And I was trying to figure out why I haven't done that sooner because it just works better. It just feels better, works better. All right. So I'm going to start off with this podcast as usual with a concoctail. And today, believe it or not, will be the very first time I make a real margarita. But I'm going to add a twist. <laughs> This time I don't have, oh, actually that's not true. I do have an accessory, but I don't have a straw, which is totally fine because this cocktail is going to be in a margarita glass. It's actually more of like a daiquiri glass. No, I think it's margarita. I don't really know what I'm talking about, nor do I know what I'm doing. I'm not gonna salt the rim because I hate that. So if that upsets you, might as well just stop listening, stop watching now, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna have some fun making it. And it's the first time, like I said, I've ever made a margarita. In my mind, I didn't realize that there was other things in a margarita besides like tequila and lime juice. Uh, so I went to the liquor store and bought a mini bottle of triple sec, which apparently is just orange liqueur. And I was gonna go for the big bottle, but then I thought I'm not really into like citrus liqueurs, but I mean, hell, I better get into it. Cause I'm telling you, if this podcast goes on for a year or two, that's over a hundred episodes. 104 episodes, two years, 104 cocktails. I better have all types of liquor in my cabinet. Okay, let me see what this smells like. Mmm, can you smell it? <laughs> 
It's um, definitely very orangish and I like it a lot. Okay, so here is my margarita glass. I'll put it on this fancy stand. Maybe it will be a disaster and fall off. Hopefully not. So um, I don't know the, <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed, <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I, uh, I'm just gonna add all the ingredients and hope for the best. I'm gonna pour the water out of this into my mouth. That was ridiculous. Okay, there's really not much water in there at all. I also brought up, I got lipstick on that, whatever. It's my shaker. Okay, so I add, <laughs> I brought up some raspberries, as you can see, a few left in this little container. And I don't think that margaritas are shaken, but guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna shake it over some ice and then pour it out in here. So it's super cold, super delicious. I'm gonna throw some raspberries in there just to see what happens. And of course it's gonna have raspberry and maybe a bit pink. Wait a minute. Is it just tequila, triple sec, lime juice, and ice? It's gonna be a little boozy. But that never stopped me before. Woo! <laughs> so I'm using um, Altos. I thought this is Hornitos. <laughs> I think it's because there is a brand of tequila called Hornitos. I don't know, but um, this is Olmeca Altos. Oh, Olmeca Altos, 100% agave plata tequila. There was also a gold version of this and I don't really know what the difference was. I think it was, um, I do know the word, Reposado, Reposados, <laughs> um, which is a different type of tequila, maybe from a different type of agave plant. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, I am gonna use this little cap to measure. Wouldn't that be smart if this was actually, cause this is just the cap from this. This was exactly one shot. It's not. So what the hell am I doing? I don't know. We'll just have fun with it. One, two, oops, maybe over poured there. It's a very pretty bottle. Let's see what it looks like with a light under it. So, so, so. Does it do anything? No, <laughs> probably not. Maybe a little something. And I'm going to now add the triple sec. Another couple shots of this. One. I need to fill this glass up, okay? Okay, and now lime juice. Now, if I was a really hardcore tequila lover, then I would be using fresh lime. Don't tell me that you don't use these from time to time. That sounds right. And reminds me of Mexico. I'm telling you, I can't wait to get back there one day. One, two, three, four, okay, five. Five raspberries. Now we are gonna shake the shit out of this. Will this drop, will the raspberries get through the strainer? I don't know. We're gonna find out. Okay, my hand's gonna fall off because it's frozen. So I think that's about right. The raspberries are plugging the holes. I just realized. Oh shit, this is a lot of pink going on. I might as well change my background lights to all pink too. I'm gonna get every last drop. That's so pretty. That is funny though. I just realized as I was pouring it out, I'm like, hmm, I guess my drink matches too. Even the little bits of raspberry in there kind of represent the darker hearts of my dress. Uh, okay, and I do have one accessory because who would I be if it wasn't for my accessory, you know? <laughs> These are actually one of my favorites. I would order these again. This is a little palm tree, little palm tree umbrella. And here's a little pink thing. Ooh, boom. All right, let's try this raspberry margarita. Oh, oh yes. Now that is straight booze. <laughs> uh, a little bit of ice water and um, raspberry and lime, but still. 
it is pretty strong. So I will have to tread lightly here. But you know what? That just makes life fun, doesn't it? Okay, so I did some Halloween shopping. Uh, I shouldn't say Halloween shopping. I just happened to be at the hardware store <laughs> and there was a whole bunch of Halloween stuff out. And um, because I live in a smaller town, I know that if you don't get your Halloween stuff early, it's all gone. Like if it's October 30th and you're like, I need to decorate. <laughs> your SOL. Maybe you can find things at the dollar store, but I got some fun accessories. I'm not going to share what it is yet, but October is just, I don't know, man. I feel like I've got so many plans for October. I really have to start September this month. It's September 3rd when you're watching this. Oh my goodness. Trees are turning. The evenings are getting cooler. No more fire bans right now so I can have fires in the evening. It's just literally a game changer. And uh, I've been doing some research on fall cocktails. So for September, for this month, month. This is not a fall cocktail, but starting next episode, I'm going to be doing fall cocktails every episode. And then come October, I will be doing Halloween cocktails every episode. Maybe I'll be wearing some costumes during the podcast. I think it'd be super fun. Uh, and so I have plans. So make sure you subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube or just be sure to follow me wherever I'm at. Oh, what was I going to say? There was something else. It'll come back to me. Don't you hate that? Does that happen to you often? It happens to me way too often where I'm like thinking of it like 10 steps ahead. And then I'm, I'm pretty good at kind of like jotting things down and remembering, but sometimes it's just, I have days. It's ridiculous almost. Like I need to be submitted, admitted, submissive. <laughs> okay. My week. So I have had a bit of a like crazy week for like reasons I can't disclose, but it's been crazy, but I've been hanging in there. I did manage to get some mushroom hunting in. So because of the year that we had super dry and then lots of rain, what happens? Boop, 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 boop mushrooms and around this area we do have a lot of different types of wild mushrooms and so it can be really exciting but also a little dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. I have a really good field guide to mushrooms and uh, have not made any mistakes as of yet um, but I'm not super adventurous with my mushrooms either. I'm not picking one out of the field and then... <laughs> And then being like, let's just try this, you know, and then go on like some wild trip or die. There are destroying angels that pop up once in a while that you really have to be aware of. But typically the mushrooms that I'm looking for are very recognizable. I'm definitely morels are um, a staple. And then there's also like oyster mushrooms, matsutakis, shaggy manes are a little harder to manage because you kind of have to cook them within 20 minutes of picking them. Because if you didn't know shaggy mane mushrooms, I don't know if my editor will be able to pop a picture up on the screen they're basically they look like a kind of a typical white mushroom color but they have quite a veil on the top but they turn to black ink shortly after picking them uh, which is an incredible uh, I don't know mushrooms blow my mind I could do a whole episode on just talking about mushrooms and just how incredible I think they are but the fact that this mushroom that you pick fresh firm smells a lot like a regular button mushroom from the grocery store really it tastes not much different but they melt into like a black ink and it doesn't take long and I've made the mistake before of picking mushrooms and then putting them into a brown paper bag and doing the rest of my mushroom hunting and by the time I get home I can already see through the paper bag that it's black and I'm like crock like the first time it was incredible to me like actually how quickly it did happen but so then they're destroyed but if you cook them they hold their shape like it's just a strange strange phenomenon I think another thing I forgot to mention is my nails I am going to get them done I promise uh they are just don't look too close they're not broken they're not disheveled they're just really grown out and I am trying to think of what I want to do next I love like a nice ombre french 
but it is fall. So what about like a beautiful burnt orange? I have to think about my outfits too. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I wear is pink, purple, and like bright pastel colors, bright pastel colors, just pastelic, pastelish colors. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to clash too hard. That's where a nice French is very clean and very elongating and nice, but we'll see. Oh my God, I gotta be, take this slow because I could just down that in three gulps. I know. <laughs> now I'll be like, okay, on to the next subject. I'm sure you guys would love to see it actually, but not gonna happen. And I made my first batch of potato. Sorry, I freaking. I think I've got some like dry lips happening and I'm using like a new lip gloss and the lip gloss is sticking together. So it's making it feel like I've got like dry skin, but it's just a lip gloss. It's annoying. I made my first batch of pea soup and it was majestic. It was literally thunderstorming outside. It was rainy. I had one of my new sweaters on. I was stirring the soup, the meat, like the pork was coming off the hawk. Like it was just magical. I don't know why I have this problem where I want to share these things with, with you guys, what I'm doing, but it's almost like when you're seeing an event happen through your phone, right? It's incredible. It's like you're seeing your favorite artist on stage singing and you want to capture that moment, but you're not really present in the moment. So you're like watching it through your phone. I just have this thing where in an incredible moment, I have a hard time whipping my phone out because I understand that during this moment that it's never going to happen again, like you want to be as present as possible, right? Because is it the same to have it on video? It, it, it's good to have video of like incredible happenings where there's aliens running through the forest, like whip your phone out, right? <laughs> Get evidence. But it doesn't even strike me because I'm like enjoying so much what I'm doing. The thought of grabbing my phone, unlocking it, pulling out, the, you know what I mean? It's just like an interruption. But I also realize it's my job, right? And being able to reference a video of me cooking what I just was talking about, I know you guys would Really enjoy that. Listeners, not so much. You could hear the sizzle and hear the the bubbling, but uh, it's not really the same as video. That's where I'm like jumping all over the place. <laughs> so anyway, my point is I'm going to put more of an effort into video this stuff and document it for you so I can reference it and then also just incorporate it in my regular content because I am a living, breathing human being. I do cook food. I do laundry. I, you know, have good days. I have bad days. And sometimes you guys want to see that. Not necessarily me all glammed up in all my like studio lighting. I understand. Uh, that's where this podcast actually came about in my head too was like people want to know a little bit more about me they don't really care so much about me wearing swimsuits and there are people out there that just kind of want to know I'm not like conceited and I'm like ah, people want to know about me and I'm just gonna like talk about myself and it's also fun for me and it's also I like pose questions to myself that I wouldn't normally I've learned a lot of things through cat facts and god help me if I could ever remember a joke on kitty twisters. I can't, but I can remember one. Maybe this will ruin it for you because it is one that I read today, but that's the only reason why I remember it. <laughs> Who can drink 10 gallons of gas and not get sick? Jerry can. <laughs> I can't believe I actually told that right. <laughs> anyway, um, I was going to veer off somewhere else about the whatever. It'll come back to me if it's important. You know when you miss a phone call? And did your parents ever tell you like, oh, if it's important, like they'll call back, like if you miss it or they'll leave a message or if you forget something you're saying, it's like, oh, if it was important, obviously it wasn't important. Kind of true, but it's frustrating nonetheless. Okay, little baby sips. Can you, is it like that close of a color? Or is it, it's more orangish. No, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to, I have like this obsession with, um, I don't know, the effectiveness of like ambiance and lighting. And I just, 
that's why I have 10 lights in my studio because I kind of want the vibe of like these lights behind me. You know, I could change the colors of them just in a press of a button with the press of a button. I'll show you. It's going to be hard for me to get them all back. So my editor will have to, <laughs> you'll have to bear with me. Okay. So let's see here. Bottom left. Okay. I can turn it on and off. That one's more of like a sky blue, but I can make it pink. And same with all the lights in my studio. So I want to turn that back to where it was though, because I want to keep this vibe going. Good. <laughs> it makes it super fun too, because you know, if there is a specific theme, like Halloween, for example, I can make it all orange. Obviously black doesn't work, but okay. I have to disclose what I bought because it's making me super excited and I don't know if it will even work, but I film a ton of videos in October or sorry, I film a lot of them in September and then post in October, but for Halloween and I mean, close to 50 videos. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds impossible, but I do 25 videos. So this year I'm going to do 25 days of, of super sexy Halloween costumes. Previous years I've done 20 days because it is so much work and so much accessorizing and so much like wigs and shoes. And uh, so it's a ton, but this year, I'm just gonna give her and do 25 days for Halloween. So that's 25 videos. I'll do a few bonus videos. So that's 27 or 28. I also continue to do my usual YouTube content. So that's two videos per week. So add another eight on top of that. So that's eight plus 28 is 36, right? And then plus weekly videos for Patreon. And it's just like, literally, if I add them all up, it is close to 50. I have to think there's a few more that I'm like missing. But all I know is that, well, how did I even get on that tangent about making videos, being busy videos? Give me one second, Alex. Oh, okay. So I can't believe I actually remembered. Normally that, that would just end there. <laughs> um, but uh, that's why I kind of wanted something a little bit different in my videos rather than just like some accessories for Halloween, maybe some different like string lights or whatever. I want to do, and like I said, I don't know if this will work, but I bought a smoke machine. Yes, a smoke machine. <laughs> okay, this is not a big deal at all, right? It's It was pretty cheap and it was just something that I saw and I like bought it last minute. But I thought about like, if I were to turn the smoke machine on in here, cause I, I've been to parties and I've been to bars and stuff where they pump a smoke machine out and literally you're, you could feel kind of like little particles in your throat. I won't be dying of heat exhaustion. So I won't feel like more claustrophobic because I'll be cool enough. A little bit of smoke machine, run it like a little, I don't know how loud it is. I don't know what to expect. But I just thought like a little mist of something going across here with some lit candles, that's a vibe and I'm excited. And I think that when I do my Halloween, my sexy Halloween costume try-ons, maybe only the creepier characters will I use a smoke machine for, but I just wanna add like an extra element of, I don't know, interest, intensity, scariness, spookiness. And maybe my calling in life really was like a stage director where I just create sets for movies, plays, that would be an interesting job for sure. But <laughs> anyway, I've done it in my own way where I'm the, <laughs> I'm the actor and then I'm also the stage director. I don't even know if that's the right word, but somebody who like designs sets, set designer, maybe that's more of a, I'm all of the above. It's just fun. And the fact that you can order things on Amazon nowadays for, you can get anything on there pretty much. One thing with this, like this accessory, oh, so good. I made this so good. Christ. Um. This accessory is a little dangerous. It's gonna poke my eyeballs out. And just know too that I have only started day drinking because of this podcast. <laughs>
What time is it right now? 2.21. And it's a bit later than what I would normally be filming. So <clears throat> it's not as bad. But that's not necessarily true, actually. Because when I go on vacation and stayed resorts, and I'm day drinking for sure. Same with the lake house, day drinking. But it's not, uh, it's happening weekly now. And <laughs> I can already feel it. I gotta like, oh, calm down. So I wanted to, <laughs> my freaking lip gloss. I wanted to bring something up that we all know. It's about how scent is connected to memory and how, you know, certain smells can bring you right back to when you were a kid, like almost as if you were there. It triggers your memory in a way that it's almost mind boggling, right? And uh, I wanted to kind of talk about planning, planning scents around your life where say you're going on your honeymoon and you buy one perfume specifically before you leave and you wear it every day on your trip. New husband smells it on you the whole time. You kind of new realm of memory by doing that, right? And of course, things will happen naturally, like smells will happen naturally. Say you go to Bora Bora or whatever and you ate something specific every day for a week, that will bring you back too. But to have it bottled, it's almost like bottling up your vacation in a way. I have done this for many years. Every summer, my this past summer was Dolce & Gabbana Light Blue Love is Love. That's their latest scent. Pretty much wore, wore it every day in the summer. I know that when I smell it in the future, it'll take me back to summer of 2021. But it's kind of an interesting way to really take in your experience, add a level to your experience. And uh, I just think that it's a really interesting way to, like I said, like I just basically explained it, but for your next event or your next big moment, and typically for me, it's like a vacation, a holiday, a season, you know, not necessarily one specific day because you can ruin it by wearing that same perfume over and over. And then it's, it kind of defeats the purpose. That's where little roller balls and like the smaller versions of perfumes are super handy. You know, you walk into Sephora, which is my favorite place next to Urban Outfitters. <laughs> they have a section of all the different perfumes um, and you can just have a little bottle and sometimes that's what you want it for. You just want it for that weekend, that week, that season, that holiday. Um, I'm already thinking about like... Halloween, the fall and Halloween and what scent I kind of want to choose for that. But yeah, I just think it's an interesting topic and I've never really heard somebody talk about it like that. I think we all know that scent is really closely related to your memory or not related. That's like the wrong way to put it, but it definitely pulls something out of your brain when you smell that smell. And uh, I think it's exciting. So I don't know if you know this or not, if, or if I brought it up before, but I used to get a massage once a week and not just any massage, a two hour massage. So I had a friend that lived here. She doesn't live here anymore, unfortunately. I think she was sick of me. <laughs> no, where she was offering hour and a half massage um, for a certain amount. And that was the max that she could offer. So I was going about every few weeks to get just a nice relaxation massage. No therapy, no pain from anything, like nothing specific, just to go and take my mind off shit and just have a beautiful massage and like relax. So then, cause she asked me one time, she was like, Hey Kat, like if I, if I offered a two hour massage, would you be interested? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Like if you offered me a three hour massage, I would take it. And that extra half hour, my goodness, does that make a difference? I swear I had spiritual experiences with her massaging me. She was also really into a lot more spiritual type stuff. So like Reiki and not in a way that it was like specific one thing or the other. It was just a lot of things in one. She used like hot stones and just the music she chose and the scents that she used. Like every 
everything. It was wonderful. And a very soft-spoken girl, like not very, not a big girl, just like very, you know, lovely, soft-spoken. Love her to death. She moved away. Why? Tears rolling down my face. But <laughs> she, she just was the best. Anyway, so I was going for a two-hour massage once a week. The problem is, is I couldn't really plan anything the same day because if you've ever had a, like a really long massage, relaxation massage, even though it's like relaxing and it does take a lot out of you. It's almost like your body's like releasing toxins or something's going on where you are kind of in this different state. So I'd get up from this two-hour massage and swollen face because, you know, you're you know, face down, a lot of it up, basically half asleep in a state of like euphoria and your face is just, I don't know. And some people maybe don't experience the swollen face, but I do. Like when I wake up in the morning, if I've slept in, then I get puffy eyes and same type of thing when I'm getting a massage. So there's no way that I can get away with filming or doing anything that day because it's a little intense. And uh, there were things though that I wanted to ask her, things that I wanted, but I just had a really, because she was such an artist at what she did and I didn't want to destroy the flow of what she did. But to be honest, this is my ultimate massage startup. The beginning of your massage, a lot of times they rub oil on your back right away. They kind of, but do you ever, do you ever get like almost a little bit chilly? Like say your skin is slightly cold where the air outside or in your office or wherever is, is just kind of the right temperature where if something brushes against your shoulder or your back, it's just like the best feeling. Almost like you're a cat and you're getting like pet by your owner. I love having my back tickled, my arms. And I mean like with little fingernails, not like, it sucks because these are so, like they're, they can be sharp, but they are, they're only sharp at the beginning until they kind of get beaten around and then they're, they're less sharp. So I can't even like scratch an itch really well <laughs> because they're so sort of like quarters are all rounded. I just think like a back tickle with the right nails, oh, that is the ultimate for me. And I wanted so badly to ask her if she could start off the massage by tickling my back, my arms, and kind of my body. Because it was full body massage. And when I say full body, I mean everything. <laughs> no, not everything. But like my butt, she never massaged my boobs. But pretty close, like right ever, as wherever she could get, she was getting there. And to be honest, if she was like, Kat, can I just massage your tits? I'd have like, <laughs> yes, please do it. <laughs> You know, because we had such a relationship, we'd spent hours and hours and hours together and her hands are all over my body. So yeah, it's not going to make any difference. But I couldn't bring myself to ask her because I just didn't know. It's like asking a painter to like, can you sketch this out for me this time? Like don't paint it, like use like a different medium almost. And I feel like she would have been super accommodating and would have done it. But I would have felt weird laying there having her do it because I asked her to do it. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing because you're there for massage. You lay there, you get your massage. You, they're the professional. You're just the recipient. And you know what I mean? But Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe maybe she would have been like, oh, cat, this is what I've been wanting to do for, for a long time. And I would be like, oh, my God, best day ever. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I don't want anything to feel forced or if like I'm that's what, I also have a hard time. Like if I have an itch to scratch or something, I don't want to move. I'm just laying there and I'm like, oh, I really need to scratch my arm. But I don't want the massage therapist or the masseuse to feel like I'm un I'm uncomfortable or like there's something not right. So I'm like super accommodating to them. <laughs> It sounds so weird. This is a funny story. 
And when I tell this story, it makes me laugh so hard because I'm like talking about uncomfortability with massage therapist or masseuse or whatever you want to call them. I had a couple's massage one time with a friend of mine, a male friend of mine. It was just like, oh, let's just get a couple's massage. The place we were at offered them and it's a spa resort. It's Sparkling Hills, okay? <laughs> let's put that out there. We decided to get this couple's massage. When I'm getting a massage, I'm silent. I'm enjoying it loving it and I think I just gave away where I'm going with the story but okay so he has a female masseuse and I have a male masseuse my masseuse looks like some sort of Greek god tall blonde extremely attractive guy and his masseuse is a girl and she is dropped dead gorgeous I just actually legit was like is this a setup <laughs> this is weird <laughs> but anyway so the massage starts and uh, my friend is like cracking jokes with this girl. Obviously he's attracted to her. And so, but I was just like chuckling, whatever. Well, I don't know if there is a proper massage etiquette where you don't say certain things. You don't make certain sounds. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I was freaking mortified because he was making these noises like, <clears throat> she'd be massaged like I was quiet and I was really trying not to laugh because he was going like oh yeah <laughs> and he was saying these things like oh like she'd be <laughs> and I was afraid to look I didn't want to know what was going on because he was just literally making the most inappropriate sounds for like this poor girl I was like oh my god I really I literally should have been like shut the fuck up you cannot be making these kind of sounds when you're getting a massage. But then I wonder, do people hold back? Like when you get a massage, if you've ever had a massage, are you that kind of person where you're like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. Or are you quiet? Because I feel like I put myself in the position of the person massaging me. Like I don't want to send any weird vibes. You know what I'm saying? And, or make that person uncomfortable. And at, at one point I literally had to like just chuckle and be like, oh my God. Like I just... That's I just that's all I could say. It was like, and I think that kind of eased both masseuses because I'm sure they were looking at each other like, what the hell? <laughs> anyway, it was super funny. And after we were finished the massage, I told him I was like, what are you doing? Like you can't be going like making orgasmic sounds and while you're getting a massage, that's not good etiquette. And I'm like, is this the first time you've ever had a massage? Like, are, am I the one to teach you this is not right? Like maybe I've saved some poor soul in the future from like being extremely uncomfortable. Maybe some massage therapists or masseuses they take it as a compliment. You know, they might be like, it's really enjoying this like I'm doing my job so well like I don't know it's just how I feel about it and it makes me laugh another thing that uh, during this massage this is unrelated I mean I guess it kind of is but the my massage therapist masseuse okay I know they're two different types of things so I'm just like saying both he used this like mint jelly or something on my back which made my back extremely minty and like freezing cold feeling which ruined the back side of my massage because it was just like I felt like a, I had a freezing cold back it was just like too much and I don't know if it was a mistake or if that was like but the next time I went there to get another massage I I was like please don't use the mint jelly on me please <laughs> so anyway I just thought I would share that story because it's super funny and maybe you have a different opinion but that's mine okay I'm gonna try not to get my eye poked out here it just made me think of something. I am um, a drink swisher. So if ever I take a sip of milk, coffee, tea, cocktails, wine, I kind of do a little like slurp around my mouth. I'll show you what I'm talking about. 
I kind of like suck it through the sides of my tongue and like swish around my mouth to get full flavor, especially when it comes to frozen drinks. But I know people that can stick a straw in a Slurpee or like a frozen margarita and drink it like they're drinking water. Like, <laughs> is it just me? How do you drink drinks like this? Like anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just like like to savor everything that I put in my mouth. <laughs> Get that out of your head, you dirty one. <laughs> so uh, now it's time <laughs> for a segment that I like to call Cat Bags. So Cat Facts is a segment in my video where I read facts that I found super interesting and maybe facts that I didn't think that you knew, that I don't think that you know. Maybe you do, but we'll see. We're going to learn together, okay? <laughs> Fact. The word fizzle started as a type of fart. In the 1400s, it meant to break wind quietly, according to the English Oxford Living Dictionaries. Oops, I fizzled. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I knew this, but I thought maybe some of you did not. You only have two body parts that never stop growing. Human noses and ears keep getting bigger, even when the rest of the body's growth has come to a halt. I have known this, and I have seen some seniors, you know, just over the years that just have really big ears and nose and I'm thinking I've seen pictures of them when they were younger and it wasn't that case right so anyway it's just interesting okay this I found this fact and then I found another fact that I'll read kind of back to back because they're sort of related no number before 1000 contains the letter a so of course you're going to sit there and go wait a minute really and try to backtrack some of these fun facts will have you counting but there are plenty of e's i's o's u's and y's but no a's now the other fact that I was reading if you were to write out every number, one, two, three, four, etc., you wouldn't use the letter B until you reached 1 billion. Weird. It says here, you'll have to trust us on this one. If you spelled out every number, you'd get all the way to 1 billion before you'd need the second letter in the alphabet. So I just thought, oh, interesting. See how they're related? <laughs> you can thank the Greeks for calling Christmas Xmas. Okay, I always thought Xmas was the word people used that didn't believe in, like weren't Christian, Catholic, they didn't believe in Christ. They used the word Xmas because it was like, oh, okay. But in Greek, the word for Christ starts with the letter C-H-I, which looks like an X in the Roman alphabet. So whether it's one or the other, I thought it was the other where, like I said, you don't want to use the word Christ because you're like, that's hum humbug. <laughs> bah humbug. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But uh, I guess it comes from the Roman alphabet. Whether or not you dream in black and white depends on whether you watched black and white television. If your dreams look more vintage than HD, there's a high chance you grew up watching black and white television. According to one 2008 study published in the journal Conscious Cognition, most people born after the year 1983 said they almost never dream in black and white, whereas people born in the year 1953 and earlier so they dream in black and white. Overall, 12% of people dream entirely in black and white, leading the researchers to suggest uh, that true grayscale dreams occur only in people with black and white media experience. Because, I mean, that makes sense, right? Black and white wouldn't even be a thing if it wasn't something that, you know, because you see real life in real color. So hmm, this made me chuckle. Okay. It's against the law to die in the town of Longyearbyen, 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 L-O-N-G-Y-E-A-R-B-Y-E-N, Longyearbyen, Norway, Norway. So it's against the law to die there. 
According to the IFL science, or to IFL science, even if you've lived in long year by in Norway all your life, if you are terminally ill, you will be flown off the island to live out the rest of your days. If you do happen to die suddenly in long year by in, your body will be buried elsewhere. That's because in 1950, it was discovered that bodies in the local cemetery in long year by in were not decomposing as usual because there was so much permafrost in the area. That meant that viruses could survive in the human remains and eventually affect those living nearby when the ground thawed each year. That is crazy. Witzelschucht is a condition that causes people to have an uncontrollable urge to make jokes. I think I know a few comedians like this. Comedians, clowns, and comics like to make people laugh, but for people with Witzelschultz, Witzelschucht, Schucht, Witzelschucht, <laughs> telling silly stories and making groan-worthy puns is an uncontrollable impulse. According to a 2016 article published in the Journal of Neuropsychiatry and Clinical Neuroscience, patients with the condition can't resist excessive and often inappropriate joking and facetious humor, as well as a childish or silly excitement. Interesting. Okay, Ben and Jerry's was going to be a bagel company, but the equipment was too expensive. <laughs> These days, Ben and Jerry's may be a beloved brand that offers all kinds of ice cream, but when Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield first started their business in the late 1970s, it was originally going to be a bagel company. However, the cost of the necessary equipment was too high, so they instead decided to take a $5 ice cream course that was being offered at Penn State. And the rest, as they say, is delicious dessert history. That concludes Cat Facts. Oh my goodness. Mm. And you can really taste the raspberry. It's not like I just threw it in there and it's delicious. Okay. So I want to just talk about recently was listening to a podcast and um, one of the comedians was telling a story about how he had come across a horrific accident on the highway and uh, the trauma that unfolded and, and the things that went wrong. And it got me thinking about the time that I saw a car accident happen at 250 kilometers an hour. Uh, this was in Germany on the Autobahn. So the Autobahn, if you don't know, in Germany is a highway that essentially the majority of it has no speed limit. It's four or five lanes and people can travel at whatever click they want to. There are certain sections of it where you have to abide by the speed limit but generally no so you could be driving down the highway in your bmw having a good time and um, the speed lane is generally unoccupied because if there is somebody in the speed lane like the fast lane um, you see them for a split second <laughs> so that's where you're going to see your ferraris your bugattis your jaguars your maybe jaguars aren't yeah i'm sure they're super fast but anyway so it's famous for going trucking along and, and then they're you know, people are going 250 plus kilometers an hour. <laughs> um, miles per hour is, yeah, it's, I know kilometers per hour, so you can do the, the conversion. But so I won't make this like a long drawn out story. It has a happy ending. Okay. No worries there. I'm not about to traumatize anybody. <laughs> Uh, the person I was with, we were driving a Mercedes fast one. We were traveling just from A to B. We we're going to visit family. And yes, I have family in Europe. And um, I was kind of like, we, we were in a fast car, but I'm not used to driving so fast. Like in Canada, especially where I'm at, maybe the maximum is like 120 that I've seen, like 120 kilometers an hour. Generally though, in the mountains and like in the parks, 90 kilometers an hour. So like, you know, I don't always abide by the rules. Like maybe I'll go like a hundred or whatever, but 
but so I was kind of uncomfortable a little bit with I wasn't driving but I was still a passenger and I was like we were going around 200 kilometers an hour the highway was pretty dead and there was really not many people around so I was kind of a little bit my anxiety was a bit high but I'm like we're when in Rome, you know, when in Germany on the Autobahn, like, let's rip, we're driving this like really crazy Mercedes. And I kind of got over it and whatever. Then there was kind of like an older BMW that approached us from the side and he was in the fast lane, but he wasn't going that much faster than us. So we were kind of like, eh, you know, when you're traveling on the highway and you're kind of you know, he went a bit ahead, we went a bit ahead and whatever. So we, I wouldn't say we were like racing or anything, but we were just cruising on a beautiful sunny day, enjoying ourselves. And that was that. I noticed that in his car, it was just a guy, just one guy driving was full of stuff. It was full of like he had been moving or something. It was an older, he was driving an older BMW and a hatchback. It was obviously heavy and weighed down because he was kind of like the suspension almost looked like it was, there was too much suspension because he was kind of like, Long story short, we were driving and, and we started approaching a narrowing of the highway. So it was going to go from like five lanes to three lanes or something. Actually, it, I think it was, yeah, I think it was like four lanes to two. We were still kind of cruising, but could see that there was more traffic up ahead. So slowed down from like, because we were going probably about 250. 250 kilometers an hour like at our peak point then uh, there was a merge lane so there was another like road that was coming in emerging in from three lanes and then up ahead it was turning into two and i think at this point there were there were speed signs that had come into play so it wasn't just a free-for-all it was like okay now we had to start to slow down but this guy that was beside us in the fast lane stayed in the fast lane and just kept ripping through and then the person i was with was saying this guy's gonna wipe out here he cannot be going this fast like where there's merging traffic probably five seconds after he said this the guy driving the BMW full of stuff. There was a car because we had our eyes on him because he was still going so fast and we're like, this is not right. There was a little blue shitbox car turned into the fast lane. But because this, and it was a gray BMW, because he was going so fast, you, you know, you shoulder check once, there's nobody there. But in the meantime, like, as you're turning your face back towards the road to turn, he's already approached. So he was going too fast for anybody to even see him coming. So I don't necessarily blame this guy, but this guy in this little blue shitbox car pulls into his lane. And um, let me show you, nah, anyway. <laughs> uh, so say he went to avoid the car that pulled out. He went to avoid him, but he sort of overcorrected because he was trying to pull away. He was going to hit the smash into this car that was turning into his lane. So imagine ahead of you, you're going super fast and a car starts turning into your lane while well, you're going to try to avoid him. And that's what he did. He tried to avoid him. And then he overcorrected and he went around him, tried to turn back. His hind end caught up with him. And because his suspension was, I think, so freaking high, I don't know, he squirrel squirreled out and ripped off the side of the highway into this farmer's field and all that we could see at that point was dust and i was thinking oh my god this guy is a goner he's dead and there's nothing more terrifying than being one of the first people on the scene of an accident right and I have never seen anything super traumatic. I've never seen an accident. I've never seen somebody hurt. I've seen people like maybe on a stretcher on the side of the highway, you know, like, but it was just like, it happened so fast. And I knew this guy was going so fast. I knew he was going like 250 kilometers an hour. Like this is like airplane speed, right? So right away, there's so much dust and debris all over the road. We pull over and there's protocol in Germany anyway. Everybody's got like a little caution triangle in the back of their car and you have to put on a, in the 
the doors of all the rental cars, you there's like a safety vest that you have to put on. Like it's like bright orange, looks like a construction vest. So you put these on and get the little triangle out. And um, I'm in my socks. The person I'm with is in his socks. And we're running to this accident scene. And we could tell that his car had hit this fence and like a big chain link fence, almost like a schoolyard fence, but like twice as high along the side of the highway. And his car had wrapped up in this fence. And the car, there's no wheels left on it. Parts of it are ripped off. The whole front end of the car is in. The hood of the vehicle, like the front hatch hood, whatever, is in through the windshield. And uh, I don't see anybody. And I'm thinking, oh my God, he's like in the engine compartment. Like what the... So we're looking and there's smoke and dust. And uh, there's a guy walking in the field on a cell phone. And I was like, okay, this guy, we saw what happened. And, and we can't find this guy. And I'm thinking, okay, well, he got shot. Bro- like he's out of the car. He got rejected we're looking around and then slowly this guy starts walking back up like the accident scene on his phone thinking he's just calling the cops soon enough we realize that this is the driver of the car part of my language he's in the farmer's field walking on his cell phone calling his family to say hey i'm not going to make it to our coffee meeting (laughs) and i'm looking at him and i'm like how is this possible? And because I know that sometimes people can be in such shock that they're walking around and everything and then they die like 20 minutes later. But he was like shaken. He had a cut on his finger, like basically down the center of his knuckle and it was kind of bloodied and maybe he broke his finger. That's the only injury that I saw. And like, I just couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that he was walking around and his car looked like this, like a mangled mess. But I could see that his, where he was sitting was the only part of the car that wasn't like mangled, right? It was like, like this little chamber he, he was in, right? Okay. So anyway, Long story short, he's pretty much uninjured, okay? Besides maybe, maybe a bit of neck or something happened into inside, but all from the outside, all we could see was his knuckle. And um, he told us, he actually spoke really good English. And he said that he was coming from his grandmother's house who had just passed away. And he said his family didn't want to take any of her things, but he wanted her things. So he went and collected like just some heirlooms and things in his car was full of her things. And the incredible part was inside the vehicle where the hood of the car had come through the windshield, there was like a sh- sheer point like this. So here's here's the steering wheel. Okay, I'm the driver. And this the hood of the car came through and like was there was like this jagged spear right here of metal, like twisted metal. But on the spear of metal were his grandmother's fake flowers. And I seriously get the chills every time I tell the story. And I told him, he was sitting there and I said, your grandmother saved your life. <laughs> like, there's no other way to put it, man. You, there are no tires left on this car. I I wish I freaking had the photos of this wreck, but it wouldn't make a difference. Like, it was just such an obvious miracle. It was such a miracle that this guy survived this, walking away. And the fact that his grandma, like there were, there were like metal vases and things in this car. Like the last thing you want in a vehicle, because the car rolled, I don't know how many times is things in the car to hit you in the head or wherever it just re I I reference this scenario often I reference this experience that I had and this guy had and like it's just impossible that that he wasn't more hurt and it's just impossible that it wasn't some sort of divine intervention whether he had a higher purpose and he hadn't fulfilled 
why he was on earth yet. And uh, also, I've said it before, like, I would have been so traumatized if this guy was like in pieces all over the place. You know, I would have just been because I would almost feel like, well, we were kind of driving next and like, you know, in some ways feel some guilt because we weren't racing, but we were kind of, you know, enjoying our speed and having a good time. And um, if he would have died, I would just been like, was it I like to be push him? Like, did he feel like he had to go faster? Anyway, he was in the ambulance laying there and he wanted to see us before he went to the hospital, like just to thank us. And even though we didn't do anything wrong, <laughs> like we didn't do anything to help him out or nothing, but you know, we were just kind of there with him and like trying to like analyze everything. And literally it's such a, I can't even think about it straight just because it was such a quick, crazy thing, but what a thing to see, you know, and what a blessing actually to walk away from it, all that untraumatized and not have this, you know, I can't imagine what people go through, you know, involuntarily like driving on the highway and they see horrible shit and oh my god like I've heard stories and I don't even want to go there just because this is not what this podcast is about is <laughs> like but it's such an inspiring thing not like oh I could drive a 250 and have an accident and survive no you can't <laughs> I don't even know what happened did it even happen did the guy actually die and I just am so traumatized I don't even I remember it wrong I don't know but I just think um miracles can happen and I saw one that day so yeah that's that story <laughs> give me a drink you know, I would love to reconnect with that guy and be like, let's go for a drink, man. Do you know what I like about a margarita glass? From the top, it looks like I only have a little bit left, but from the side, I got lots. <laughs> oh yeah, so I did want to talk about some wild hot springs that we found. I don't want to say I, because I didn't find them. Um, we had heard that there was a bit of a, I don't, I don't want to say we even heard about it. There was like an old map or something where there was something circled like hot springs. We went there years ago to try to find them. Couldn't really find them when we did. It was like, uh. anyway, recently we went back to find the hot springs and we found them. So let me describe to you what these are like. It's off the side of a river and we were jet boating and there's a bit of a trek in from where you can pull over on the shore of the river. So it's not like it would be apparent they were even there, but we walked in and we're kind of in the same area we were last time when I was like, oh, it's kind of a waste of time. There's bugs, it's hot. And we could see that there was like a pond, but the pond looked kind of different and I could smell sulfur in the air and I was like I think we found it <laughs> and I think different times of year there's hotter springs coming through but there are hot and cold jets anyway so we find these pools we see the rocks and the steam where this is coming out of and oh my god it was actually so rewarding we had a few drinks we had a few like um what are they seltzers and we sat in those hot springs and it's funny because just as much warm water is coming out as cold water it's like a warm stream and a cold stream and so as you get like different blasts of like temperature and wow it was amazing and the amount of dragonflies was insane we were sitting there and there were four of us and totally naked by the way <laughs> we're like we're not going in with clothes on or underwear we're gonna like take in all the benefits of this hot spring so we were getting a little, getting our naked on. And um, the dragonflies were insane. And I mean like different types of dragonflies, different sizes. And I was like, oh, imagine these were like little fairies. It kind of felt like we were in this magical land and there was insane green moss everywhere. But because I think the different minerals that come from hot springs and you get a different ecosystem. So almost looking like seaweed because there was a flow out of from underneath these rocks and almost like caves, but they were too janky and <laughs> spidery to go like any deeper into the caves. But uh, because there's like this constant flow of water out, all of the algae and stuff growing in the, the water was flowing this way so it looked like a little sea of flowing algae and it looked surreal 
And then, like I said, the dragonflies and then the sun was out and it was so magical. And I thought, even if we were to come back here in the future, it wouldn't be the same as this. It's kind of like glorious when you're in these types of situations in the Rockies and you're just like the only ones there for a very long time. I'm sure the native Indians knew about it, but it's like super special. And uh, I just thought that I would share that with you. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about a few things, but uh, a couple of them. One of them I have to wait because it's already past time, but love languages and I want to get into that and how actually important it is if you are in a relationship or are in a friendship, even a relationship with your family members, this is important to know. So I don't want to skim over it. So I'm going to wait for the next episode, but I do have another thing I want to talk about, and that is I want to buy an Airstream trailer. And they're not cheap. I know. This is something that I've actually wanted to do for a long time. I've always loved Airstream trailers. If you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe if... Uh my lovely editor can insert a photo of an Airstream trailer. They've been making them the same way for a long time and they're they're a really cool kind of stainless steel tube and almost like mirror, not necessarily, but like stainless steel. And they're super trendy and um, I think they always have been. And I, I really, to be honest, if you've ever searched for one on online for sale, it's super hard to find them. And I think that new, they start like over $100,000 for so it's a, it's it's a bit it's a bit of an investment. But imagine now you have a trailer that you can use for whenever you want. It's like your own little floating hotel room, floating hotel room on wheels, and uh, or you have it parked near the house because it's such a lovely looking thing that it wouldn't be an eyesore. And you have guests stay in it. And I'm not talking about like Airbnb being my Airstream trailer, but I mean just having people that want to come and stay, and then they have their own place, their own bathroom, their own hookup. They have. I believe that they hold their value pretty well. So. It's almost like buying a BMW you have serviced every year and you kind of like they do hold their value if you look after them. So I did see on their website that they had like a collaboration. Airstream collaborated with Pottery Barn and they made this like lovely camper that you can buy and uh, not camper, but trailer that you can buy. I'm telling you the fantasy is real, whether it's going to happen or not, maybe one day, but I would love to buy an Airstream trailer and to use it. Even if I just like made a little vacation spot for myself, parked it somewhere and then would like go out. No, probably not. But <laughs> I think the fantasy is definitely, definitely real. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Kitty Twisters. <laughs> Okay, so Kitty Twisters is a segment where I like to read out some jokes and don't hesitate to laugh because some of them are pretty funny. I already told one joke earlier, so I won't repeat that one, but what do pimps and farmers have in common? They both need a hoe to stay in business. Actually, that one's not that funny. <laughs> okay, these are kind of like um, sick pickup lines and some of them made me laugh, so. Do you want to come to my time machine? We stopped somewhere between 1968 and 1970. <laughs> <laughs> are you my new boss? Because... You just gave me a raise. I wonder if that could be both ways. I think that's pretty cute. I mean, I could be referencing a new raise like my nipples got hard like they raised. <laughs> this is sick. Do you need a stud in your life? Because I got the STD and all I need is you. <laughs> I thought that was good. I got my girlfriend a get better soon card. She isn't sick. I just think she can get better. <laughs> Could you imagine doing that to your spouse? I had to remove the battery from my carbon monoxide detector. The constant beeping was giving me a headache and making me feel sick. <laughs> Probably the carbon monoxide. My girlfriend said, I'm sick of it. You're always pretending to be a transformer. I said, but wait, I can change. <laughs> yeah, this isn't good. 
I'm getting so sick of millennials and their attitude. Always walking around like they rent the place. <laughs> a friend of mine was worried sick after he had lost his guitar. He asked me to help him. It's okay, I said, don't fret. <laughs> so cheesy. This is really dumb. How can you tell when a bucket is sick when it's a little pale? I'm American and I'm sick of people saying America is the stupidest country in the world. Personally, I think Europe is the stupidest country in the world. <laughs> Just really bad initially. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sick of people saying stealing is wrong. I just don't buy it. <laughs> that concludes Kitty Twisters. <laughs> All right, everyone. That concludes episode 20 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Kat Wanders. Don't forget. If you're listening to this podcast, please go check it out on YouTube and subscribe because I do much more than just podcasting over there. I try on bikinis and bikinis and bikinis <laughs> and sometimes the odd um, other thing, but we have lots of fun over there. And if you are watching this on YouTube, then I also have it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, you name it, Google, it's everywhere. So, uh, don't worry about finding me. Just type in Kitty Liquor. Also, follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Um, that will all be linked down below in the description box of my video. If you're listening, you got to go to the video to see it. And um, I have an OnlyFans is $5 a month and Patreon starts at $5 a month. So um, get access to hundreds of videos, photos right away on Patreon for $5 a month. Just five bucks. So, and of course... With the holiday season coming up, the holiday season being Halloween. <laughs> Whenever I say like holiday season, it sounds like Christmas, but uh, Halloween is coming up around the corner and I've got lots of fun things planned for that as well, for my podcast as well as YouTube, as well as Patreon and OnlyFans. So don't miss out on all the action. I want to say a big thank you to all of you that made it through to the end of the podcast. It's maybe a little longer than normal, but... That's totally fine. And if you have suggestions, questions, jokes, whatever it is you want to say to me, you can email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. That will also be linked down below in the description box. Thank you all so much woo, for tuning in and putting up with my Valentine's vibes. And uh, yeah, I had fun. Lots to talk about still. So uh, make sure you tune in next week. I post this podcast every Friday. So if I don't see you on Patreon or YouTube, I'll see you in my next podcast or OnlyFans. <laughs>